Welcome to CEO Crossing. Owning a business is hard, especially when you're crossing over from one challenge only to be met with another. CEO Crossing is your source for inspiration, education, and reformation. It's where CEOs tell their stories, drop their knowledge, and help you succeed by showing you how to avoid their previous mistakes or take lessons they've already learned to help you accelerate your growth and success. Do you have a thirst for knowledge? Join us as host Paul Kirch helps you cross over by bringing you powerful insights and dynamic expert guests. And don't forget to jump in and join our social learning network by visiting ceocrossing.org and simply apply for membership today. Now, let's welcome the host of CEO Crossing, Paul Kirch. Paul Kirch. Well, hello there. It's Paul Kirch, host of CEO Crossing. Today, I've got a guest that I'm really excited about, Brian Moran, who is the author, co-author of The 12-Week Year with his uh, partner, Michael Lennington. And it's an incredible book, an incredible read. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think this interview is going to probably be one of my best conversations, but probably one of my strongest sounding sales pitch because I'm in love with the product. I am. I love the 12 week year. It's been something that's transformed my life. And so because I am so fond of what he's doing at the 12 week year, how the book really made such a transformation in me. And then when I started embracing the program, what a change it made in my business. I know that this is going to be a conversation where I go down the path of really talking about this from a perspective where I want you to understand that you need to take advantage of this. This is not something where I'm getting any benefit from having Brian on the show. I'm not getting paid for any endorsement here, but I am going to tell you that if you want to take your business to the next level and you want to get away from things that hold you back, overwhelm, procrastination, you need to look at the 12-week year program. And this is the idea of taking your business and breaking it up so that every 12 weeks is treated like a new year. And the power behind that allows you to look at shorter windows of time where you are focused on goals and initiatives. And then once that 12 weeks is over, then you spend a week of planning and preparing for the next 12 weeks. It is transformational in such a powerful way. So I want to say thank you for Brian Moran for believing in what we're doing at CEO Crossing and for agreeing to be on our show but I want to welcome Brian Moran to the show because I guarantee that if you pay attention and listen to what he has to say, you too are going to find a way to jumpstart your business like you've never done before by looking at the 12-week year. Brian Moran, welcome to CEO Crossing. Hey, great to be with you. Hey, we really appreciate you coming on. I, I've been a fan of yours for quite some time. I discovered the 12-week year. It's probably been, uh, I would guess, maybe three, four years ago. I was introduced to it. Um, as I was part of a mastermind group and we read the book as part of our monthly book that we were reading at the time. And as a consensus, the mastermind group, which I think at the time consisted of about, I think there's about 80 men in the group at that time. We all said, look, this 12 week year stuff is awesome. Let's institute it and build our businesses around it. And so we really went through the process of learning the 12-week year, implementing the 12-week year, and it was really eye-opening to the opportunities. So um, before I dive in and talk about my experience with that, can you uh, just tell the audience a little bit about the concept behind the 12-week year and how this this came to be? Yeah, it's interesting because the book was um, – the book was uh, – came about – really, we just documented what we were doing with our clients – and we started to work with clients across a bunch of different industries. And 
uh, really learned pretty quickly that what they didn't need us for was new ideas. They all had great ideas. They all had all kinds of resources. Um, and, and yet that's what they were searching for. But we, we recognized the real breakdown was around the execution. And so we started to work with what does it take to execute at a high level? What are the fundamentals of that? And um, so the 12-week year really embraces a set of disciplines and principles that drive high performance, that drive high execution. Um, but as we were working in that, we were working in an environment that most people do, which is an annual environment where we help their clients set annual goals and broke them down quarterly and monthly and weekly, like, like a lot of people do. Um, but we noticed that there was a, an issue with that. You know, we didn't feel like our clients were getting what they were capable of. And one of our clients happened to be uh, the, the CFO happened to be into cycling and he came to us and he said, Hey, are you guys familiar with this concept called periodization? And I had, had some exposure to it in college and athletics and stuff. And, and so Michael and I took a look at that and we said, you know what, this, this has applicability for what we're doing in that it, it gets us out of that annual environment. And, and so periodization is an athletic training technique, began in the 70s, um, used in most sports today, whether you know it or not. And, and so we saw that and we said, you know, we can adapt that beyond athletics to work in a business setting, to work in a personal setting. And that's really where the 12-week year was born. So the concept of the 12-week year is to really get out of this annual mindset because in a 12-month cycle, it's just too easy to put things off, right? It's just in January, December looks a long way off. So it's easy to just say, well, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. And you may still hit the goal doing that, but there's a lot of capacity that's left on the table untapped that you can't go back and recapture. And, and so that's what the 12-week year does. It really helps you perform at your best day in and day out more consistently, not perfectly, doesn't need to be perfect, just more consistent with the things that really matter. And that has a profound effect on the results. I mean, it really accelerates your success. Yeah. And, and what I found from that, the idea of basically breaking um, a year, you know, 12 weeks becomes like the concept of your year and your business. That 12 weeks allows you to really focus. And you don't, I've, I found that um, when I look at things annually, I look at things over a long period of time, I sometimes become apathetic. Things maybe are falling behind, but I always feel like I can catch up. When you put a little bit more of a tight window in place, you know, I, I was a kid who, unfortunately, in college, a lot of times waited to the last minute to do his papers or, <laughs> you know, I was scrambling at the last minute. But I, I like operating from a place where I feel like I have a little pressure on me and a little bit of a little, little bit of time sensitivity. And I think that's one of the things 12 week year does for people is it puts you in a position where, you know, you feel like you have to operate at a high level and stay consistently focused on, on a lot of those things that you referenced. Um, when did you realize you had a winner with this concept? Yeah, we knew long before we wrote the book because we were working with our clients on it. And um, so we were, Paul, we were headed to a conference as a vendor. And we were thinking about, you know, what, what kind of shiny stuff are we going to give out? And uh, I had been thinking about writing a book, talked to ghost authors, didn't like the process. So I said to Michael, my partner, I said, let's just write a short format book. Just leave out all the fluff. And so we wrote the precursor to the 12-week year. It was called Periodization, 12 Weeks to Breakthrough. We wrote it in 12 weeks, went down to Kinko's, you know, printed 100 copies, and we were worried that we'd come home with half of those, right? And we went there, and I think we sold – it was a little pamphlet-style book. We sold it for 10 bucks a book. We sold out of them. And over the next 
probably a year or two, we sold 100,000 copies of that thing. And it really changed our world, changed changed our business, changed our life. And and then Wiley came along and wanted to publish it. And we had a chance to expand it a little bit. Um, but it was it was written in 12 weeks, but it was it was really just us documenting everything we had done with the clients. So we knew it worked. Yeah, that's great. So you mentioned having a publisher. Did that change the scope of the development of the next phase of the book when it became the 12 week year? Was that a. It did a little bit in terms of the book, not the process, though. What it did is it gave us a chance. If you look at the book, it's in two sections. The first 64 pages are much like the original uh, manuscript Mike and I created and self published. Um, the back half is a deeper dive. So it gave us an opportunity to expand it a little bit, provide um, some exercises and tools, a little more process in it. Yeah, talk a little bit about the process that a new client goes through when they, let's say, they, they, they buy the book and they, they want to adopt this process. What does that process look like? Where do they start? Well, it, it doesn't always look the same for everyone, but the first part is really, it's a mindset shift, right? It's getting out of that annual environment. So people talk about quarterly planning. Well, a quarter is part of a whole. And so the 12-week year, the 12-week stands alone as the year. And, and technically, there aren't four of those in the year. That's annualized thinking. It is the year. And so that's the first shift is really getting your head wrapped around that. And the reason that's so powerful is because there's a hard line in the sand. There's a deadline then, you know, that's at most 12 weeks away. And so 12 weeks is a long enough period of time to make significant progress, but near enough where you know there's a deadline. So it's that 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 pressure you were talking about, that's a healthy pressure. It's a healthy sense of urgency versus stressed out urgency that a lot of people go through at the end of the year. So the, the first aspect of that is the, the thinking shift and really getting away from annual goals and annual plans and, and building around 12 weeks. Yeah, and my favorite part is actually that 13th week or that week after the 12 weeks is over where you actually dive back in and you start to pull your numbers together, get everything ready for the next 12 weeks. And, it, uh, you know, at the end of the year, often in an annual basis, at the end of the year, at least mine, I'm on a calendar year. So it's like a lot yeah. of my stuff falls at the beginning of the year. And I kind of feel like, okay, well, it's the beginning of the year. I'm going to spend some time with family. It's the holidays. And, then, you know, you kind of get yourself back into the swing of things in early January, but it's not really an aggressive push for most businesses. But when you give yourself a week to prepare and then you're right back into it, I think that keeps the momentum going in a way that you don't always find when you're dealing with an annual basis. Is that something that was kind of like your thought process in the beginning? You said, hey, this is the way this has to work or did did that kind of morph out of something? You know, it it, it all morphed a little bit as we you know, we took it and we applied it in our business and we started applying it with clients. And so the concept from athletics is really kind of, you know, sprint, rest, sprint, rest, sprint, rest. And that's, that's what that 13th week is. It's the week where you celebrate and you rest and you lock and load for the next 12. So, you know, our organization, we go off site for two days. And uh, the first half of day one is all look back. What did we learn? What worked? What didn't work? What was different in the marketplace? Where are we at today? Then the next day and a half is really about the future. So we'll reconnect with the vision. We'll go through the process of determining our goals and building our plan out. Um, and then we always celebrate the success and the progress. Uh, we try and do that along the way, but certainly at those hard stops, it's a great time to do that. And, and so one of the cool things about 12-week year is you're going to have more opportunities to do that. 
And so, like you said, the, the momentum builds, you know, when something's so far off, um, it's just hard to build any momentum. And so every thir- every 13 weeks is a fresh start. Every 13 weeks you're advancing on it. You've got a chance to reload. Um, we're working, you know, we're checking in every week, but you never go more than 12, 13 weeks without a hard stop. Yeah. And a lot of people in your space uh, that are doing the type of work you do, you know, they write a book like this and that and they build a business from that book. But you guys were already doing coaching and consulting. And this book was a culmination of those efforts. And then now that you've got the book, obviously, you've refined the processes. But you guys are still doing that coaching and consulting. But I'm guessing the book has actually really probably changed the uh, the game in some ways because you're implementing these processes internally and externally. But do you find as a business coach and dealing with different clients and taking on different engagements that it's hard for you to implement some of these strategies? Or do you find that you have to be very disciplined and look, client engagements are client engagements, but they don't impact our 12-week time frame? Yeah, no, we live by the 12-week year. We live what we preach. So, you know, I've got a weekly plan this week I'm working from, you know, I'm time blocking. Um, everyone on the team does that. And, uh, and we do it because it works and, and, you know, now we're consistent and congruent with what we're preaching. So, but it's never, um, like, I don't even think about starting a 12 week year without a 12 week plan and a week without a weekly plan. I mean, it's just, that's just the way we operate. It's so much more effective to operate that way than any other way. Um, that we just, it's, part of our makeup now, part of our DNA. And do you find this works better for a particular size company or is it really kind of universal and can be adapted across any organization? It's pretty universal. You know, the, the, um, one of the challenges in a big company is that if you're somewhere in the middle of it, you you know, sometimes it's, uh, people wonder how do I periodize my business, right? How can I run on a 12 week if my company's working on an annual year? Well, the fact of the matter is if you're, if you're crushing it every 12 weeks, the annual stuff takes care of itself. Um, but most, I mean, we do a ton of work with Allstate. The president of Allstate brought us in, da, 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 da. Um, but they didn't, they didn't change the way they recognized. They didn't change the way they, right? They didn't periodize the entire Allstate business. And yet, um, you know, we've worked a ton with um, corporate as well as the agents out in the field. So, it, it really works at any size business. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the interesting factors in looking at a shorter time frame like this, you know, when I got into business for myself, I remember I was working with a coach who's like, well, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? And that was the hardest exercise because, you know, you're going, okay, well, I, let me get through this first year in business yeah, and then, then we'll right. talk. But uh, I felt overwhelmed. I felt really stressed out constantly trying to look at the big picture. But what I find is when I break things into a smaller time frame like this 12 weeks, I find that the overwhelm is less of an issue because I feel like I'm I'm more prepared and I don't always take on things that are outside of my comfort zone. You know, I mean, as an entrepreneur, we have the opportunity to say yes a lot. And a lot of us yes ourselves to death and we get in ourselves in trouble because we don't want to turn down opportunities which can lead to a lot of overwhelm. But if you've got a structured plan and you're really trying to focus on certain goals and objectives, I find it much easier to stay focused on things that are relevant and important. Is that something you find is true across the board? Yeah, absolutely. And the the first thing that happens with the 12 week year is what you're uh, referencing with the overwhelm, right? You're, 
you're forced to pare it down. Annual plans, because it seems like you got all this time, you you fill them full of all kinds of stuff and you start all overwhelmed and and you go through the year diffused. With the 12-week year, you're immediately confronted with the fact that, look, we've got 12 weeks. um, We have limited capacity, which is true in an annual environment. It's just not as obvious. And and so then you build your plan on a few priorities and you stay focused on that. As other opportunities come out, we put them in the folder and week 13, we'll take a look at them. But we've got our plan, and until the marketplace tells us to shift, we're going to continue to operate and and work the plan. Yeah, and have you? What are some of the hard lessons you've learned through this process? Because I'm sure it hasn't worked perfectly for everyone. I'm sure there's been people that followed the model and and maybe got off track for different reasons. What what's been some of the things that have forced you to adapt and maybe make shifts as you've gone through this process? Yeah, the the um, the process doesn't change. So what we found is what creates success with it is if it, if you're implementing it as a team, the leader has to be bought in and not just intellectually, but bought in as a practitioner because people do what the leader does. And so it isn't, it doesn't work when we say, okay, I want you guys to do this, but I'm not working from a weekly plan. I'm not scoring my execution. I'm not, you know, right. So the leader's got to be bought in. The second thing that happens is, whether you're a solopreneur or whether you've got a team, when you're on the 12-week year, there's nowhere to hide. So you have to recognize that there's going to be some discomfort with that because you're not going to be perfect with the execution. And, and you haven't been perfect in the past, but there's been nothing to shine a light on it. So the 12-week year is going to shine a light on where, where it's working and where it's not working. And, and that's really uh, important, but it also creates some discomfort. And the tendency for people... The discomfort comes from the fact that we're not doing what's in the plan, right? In order to get a different result, we're going to have to do things differently and do different things. And so there's a level of uncertainty and discomfort and anxiety that comes with new actions. And so that's what creates a discomfort. But people think it's the 12-week year creating that. Because after all, that's what's in my plan. And so what I do is I bail on the 12-week year thinking the discomfort will go away. Well, it'll go away because you're not doing the activity and you're not looking at it but you're not going to get any better and you're certainly not going to accomplish your goals. So really helping people understand again, whether they're an individual applying it or an entire team that look, you're going to experience some, the pain of change as you go through it. It has very little to do with the 12 week year. The 12 week year is not complicated. It's pretty easy to operate it. The pain of change comes as you change your activity to drive different results. And as long as you're growing, that's always present. Owning a business is hard, especially when you're crossing over from one challenge only to be met with another. You don't have to go it alone. Come out to CEOcrossing.org and find your source for inspiration, education, and reformation. Hear CEOs tell their stories, drop their knowledge, and help you succeed by showing you how to avoid their previous mistakes or take lessons they have learned to help you accelerate your growth and success. Visit CEOcrossing.org and apply for membership today. Now, in terms of a company that embraces this, I mean, an individual, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, I mean, it is what it is. Like if I choose to use it and implement it, I'm going to use it or implement it. If I have a team and let's say I've got some people that, you know what, this is not something that's really in their mindset or something they're really comfortable with. Are there some things that you have done or learn to help clients embrace this and um, spread this across their organization? Yeah, you know, any any kind of um, leading change is, you know, you want to introduce it in a way that people 
feel like they have some say in it. It doesn't work if it's mandated. Um, although as a leader, if you say, hey, this is the way we're going to operate, guys, then we're going to operate that way. Um, it does create a lot of clarity and transparency, which, you know, you there are some people that push against that. Um, you know, we had uh, one group we were working with. It was a, a medium-sized business. They had about five on their sales team. And within the first 30 days, one quit. At the end of the first weeks before the 12 weeks ended, a second quit. So they were down two people but they were up 35%. So, um, you know, it does create a level of transparency that can be uncomfortable for those people that uh, don't like the accountability that comes with that. Um, so it, it can be a challenge. And, it, you, you know, you'll find, you'll find people, it'll expose people that don't execute well or in the, or in the wrong job or just not willing to do it. And, and that's where, as a leader, you've got to be prepared to deal with that. And I think that's fair. And it's like that, I guess, as a leader and business owner, that's a good problem to have as much as you hate to lose staff and hate to find out you've hired the wrong people. Something like this does bring to light somebody that is not good at executing and staying focused on on a timeline. And, you know, because there are plenty of people out there that live for procrastination. I've been guilty of it myself. And when I procrastinate, it's like a lot of bad things can happen. Yeah. But in the moment, you know, it's like it feels good to uh, to not push myself. But then when I do have to push myself, then it's like you're scrambling from behind. This takes that out of the equation for the most part. Not entirely. I mean, 12 weeks is still a long enough time that people can find ways to push things off. Yeah. But I think it's a healthy thing for a business owner to have those answers and clarity, even though it may sting in the moment to lose people. Absolutely. It's like in this example, you know, these people were not only not producing, they were dragging the others down. And, and so them leaving was a good thing. I mean, they saved the 150,000 in payroll and sales were up. And now they, now they know, I have a better idea of what they need to look for in the type of salespeople they bring on as well. Brings up a really interesting area that's directly focused on 12 week year, but not necessarily directly tied to the concept. And that's the idea of uh, the coaching work you do. I'm guessing culture is something that um, plays a big part in whether this is successful. Like you said, the leader at the top has to adopt this process and embrace it. But if, uh, and you mentioned people that may not be a good fit for this, uh, that may not work well for them. But culturally, are there some things you see that work really well in terms of creating an environment of adoption and creating an environment where the people on board feel like they're more involved in the, in the process? What do, you, what do you do in terms of your coaching to help people drive down a better cultural path? Yeah, a couple of things. One, the, the first discipline is vision. So we start with people's personal visions. And that work is rarely done. As you do that work, though, it really helps connect the dots for people on how you know, performing better in the organization. I live the life I want to live. I get the things I want out of it. Um, and then they're always involved in helping set the goals and build the plan. So we don't have the leader build the plan and then try and sell it to the team. The team builds the plan. So there's buy-in generated in that. Um, and then, um, you, you know, there's opportunities because there's the transparency with it. There's opportunities to come up alongside that, um, as the leader and coach the breakdowns and coach people to, to better performance where it doesn't work is if you've got a, a leader who's very heavy handed, who uses um, negative consequences when people don't perform, then the 12 week year is a disaster because people are exposed and they're very vulnerable uh, again, because there's nowhere to hide. So if you come in heavy handed with that, what happens is, 
is you're going to crush the spirit of the team and no one's going to want to be on the 12 year. I wouldn't want to be on it because it, it just sets me up to get punished every time I turn around. Um, so it really kind of challenges how people operate, but, um, the structures within the 12 week year are necessary for high performance culture, the clarity of expectation, the transparency with execution, the evidence of whether or not it's working. And, and um, so what it does is it creates greater communication across the entire organization and brings people together. It's a more, much more collaborative process um, because in order to execute, I can't do it. If I'm on a team, I can't do it in isolation. You know, there are certain things that I, you know, are just mine and all mine and I can, but, but if we're part of a team, there's other things that I need to get other people involved in. I need to get their buy-in. So um, you'll see that happening with the 12 years. People are more engaged throughout the organization collaboratively. Yeah, one of my philosophies is where there's no purpose, there's no point. And that really ties into the idea of entrepreneurship and being somebody that, you know, you have to have a purpose that keeps you going. I went through a divorce and I was, it was not a pain, it was a painful process, excuse me. And it really made me lose sight of my purpose, the thing that was fueling me, my big why. Now I've heard people argue that oh, the why is a bunch of baloney. You just need to be focused on, you know, getting tasks done. But look, I think during tough times when business isn't going good or personal things are in the way, if you don't have something driving you, it's really hard to stay focused. Now you mentioned the word vision and having a good vision in the company, uh, you know, knowing where you're going, knowing what you want to achieve is one thing. But the purpose that really drives the people behind the scenes, you know, if you've got people that their purpose is just to earn a paycheck, well, they're not going to be probably the most loyal people when things are hard. But if their purpose is to serve and to give back and they always want to feel good about the work they do and they want to make the world a better place in their own way, then then obviously that's something that can really fuel things. Now, I'm sure with you and your business, you had a vision and uh, you, you probably focus on a vision with your 12 week year because it's it's really just kind of part of the process. It is part of it. But what's the purpose that actually has driven you and fueled you to get where you are? Because I know it hasn't always been easy for you guys. And yes, you've had a lot of success with this, but it's been a journey. Is there a purpose that drives you and keeps you going? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's our mission and it's, it's our mission because it grew out of, you know, my purpose. And so our mission is to change lives. That's been a, um, a goal of mine, an aspiration of mine from when I first got into leadership. I think that's why you get into leadership. You know, it's not, if you're getting into it for the power and the prestige, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Most people get into it because they want to make a difference and serve. And, and then our guiding values are dream big, serve others, do great work, you know? And so that's what we're all about. And, um, you know, that's also what, um, the Morans are about as a family. I mean, we, we, preach that to our kids as part of our identity as a family, right? Dream big, serve others, do great work. And um, if you do, life turns out pretty good. <laughs> I love that idea of the dreaming big. And I think that's often the thing that's missed in these conversations is, is, you know, we get so, at least I know I'm guilty of it at times. I get so analytical about what I'm doing. I get so focused on, you know, what's the end goal, the objective, but that it's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to dream and, achieve greatness and look i'd rather set my target high and fall short of that and still be way above where i was if i set my target low yeah the, the big thing is you got to be willing to do the heavy lifting yeah right if, if the dreaming is just dreaming and it's not backed up by action then it's it's really a pipe dream if it's 
if it's backed up by action, that's when it becomes a vision. That's the difference between just a dream and vision for me is, is when you start to act on it, you're willing to engage in the activity to drive that, the uncertainty, the things you've never done before. You don't know if it's going to work or not, but you're out there and you're swinging, right? You're taking at bats and you're swinging the bat. You're not just standing at the plate. That's when it becomes powerful. And that's when it becomes exciting too. That's the journey. And everybody talks about it's the journey. Well, that is the journey right there. Um, but I would argue that it has to be connected to something that's compelling in the future for me to stay in the game, for me to be motivated, for me to step into those areas of uncertainty, discomfort. Otherwise, I'm just going to go do what I've always done. You know, the things that are familiar, the things that are comfortable. Yeah. Well, I love your philosophy of dreaming big, serving others. And then the other one was take action. Is that do, do great work, do great work. Okay. Yeah, that's such a great philosophy. Brian Moran, look, I'm I'm honored to have you on. I've uh, really enjoyed following what you do. It's been great having the experience to learn from the 12-week year process. And I encourage anybody out there to grab a copy of the book, go through it. And even if it's not for you, I guarantee you're going to learn something great from it because it was a book that really transformed my life. And I'm grateful to have found it. But having you on today has been a blessing for myself, but also the CEO Crossing community. And we Really look forward to finding other ways to uh, bring some of the 12-week year philosophies to the community. But can you, in the meantime, tell people how they can connect with you, learn more about the book? Sure. 12weekyear.com. 12weekyear.com. We have everything uh, from the book to planners to online tools and to all the way to you know um, individual performance coaching. So if we can help in any way, and there's a lot of freebie stuff on there. There's a getting started course to get you going. There's some introductory videos. You can check out my YouTube channel as well or catch us on Facebook. But 12 Week Year is the place to go. Yeah, and I'll tell you, just as, and to wrap up, and, and this is not about uh, you know just necessarily pitching your program for the sake of pitching it, but because I believe in it and because I've had experience with it, uh, it's so hard as an entrepreneur, I operated since I've been in business for myself since 2009. The first few years, I will say winging it is the way I planned everything because it's like at the end of the year, I'm like, okay, well, I got to build a plan for next year. What do I want to do? I start winging it. You give some structure and help people develop this in a way that I think it's easy. And it's fun because it's like you start to see what's possible. And when you take the idea of, uh, of just being in a position of winging it, like I said, out of the equation. I think that in itself makes a huge difference. So I appreciate it. I really think people are going to get a lot out of visiting your, your website and going through that starter course and getting a copy of the book. Well, thank you, Brian, for coming on and for sharing a little bit about the 12 week year. And once again, 12 weekyearcom go check out Brian Moran and what he's doing out there. And thanks again for being on CEO crossing. My pleasure, Paul. Thanks. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Now, I, I got to be honest with you. At the beginning of the show, I said that I was fearful that the conversation was going to sound very much like I'm pitching the 12-week year. It's because I believe in the program so much. And these are interviews are hard where you are emotionally tied to a product and you see the benefit in it. And as a broadcaster, I know my goal is to often remain objective and open but in this case, I'm telling you that the 12-week year is something you need to look at for your business. Go check out the book. Check out his website at 12weekyear.com, and I guarantee you're going to love what he has to say. And the product that he and Michael Lennington have created is phenomenal. Now, I encourage you also 
come out to CEOcrossing.com because Brian Moran, people like Brian are contributors to our community in ways that can help you grow and develop in your business. And you're going to be exposed to products and offerings and tools that you're not going to find elsewhere. The networking with like-minded professionals. And look, we are in a time where if you want to be one of the statistics of businesses that fail, look, in the first year of business ownership, about 20% of all new businesses fail. But within the first five years, 50% of those businesses fail. And at the end of 10 years, only a third of those businesses are around. And that's why CEO Crossing and communities like ours are so important because we give you a place where you can actually defy those odds and be part of the winning statistics because you are surrounded by people that are moving the needle. They understand what's working, what's not. And it gives you a chance to do this in a way that you're not going it alone. And your business may be thriving right now. Well, I had a business that was thriving and then I hit an economic downturn because of some things that were happening in my personal life. And then when I got through that and things started to rebound, it's like, well, then COVID-19 hits. So we have things that happen in our business that are unpredictable, that can take us out of our place of winning. And so you always need to be looking at ways to grow yourself and grow your business and stop relying on just yourself as the sole source of all the answers. Because I guarantee there are people out there that have better answers than you. I don't care what position you're in and how you're doing in, in terms of your business. Now, this is not to put you in a place of fear, but just to tell you that ceocrossing.com is a source for you to defy those odds and be part of the winning percentage of business owners that thrive. So I encourage you to come out to ceocrossing.com. In the meantime, I thank you for tuning in today and I hope you have an amazing journey and go check out the 12 week year, 12 weeks to really jumpstart your business and take your business to a level that you've never achieved before. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to CEO Crossing with our host, Paul Kirch. Be with us next time when we share stories and inspiring lessons brought to you by guest CEOs and business leaders who are helping pave the path to success. If you have questions or ideas to share, email us at podcast at ceocrossing.org. No matter your experience level, business leadership is hard and no one should go it alone. Crossover at ceocrossing.org. CEOcrossing.org. And let us help you accelerate your business success today.